knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This is Captain Jeff, and welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. This week, Captain Norm picks on the golfer crowd, then slides in a few cheap shots for the Mahi guys, the relevance of Caddyshack, the comparison between John Daly, the golfer, and the pier guys, all this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Yeah, but there isn't one at the end. I mean, it's like the Super Bowl is done, and then that's it. And you're like, okay, now what? What are you going to do? You're going to watch basketball? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, if you're really into basketball, Well, we're fine. fortunate here. We got the Heat. Well, we got everything here. Well, the Heat's a good a good, a good, good team to yeah. follow if you're into the, the basketball yeah. thing. But even basketball this time of year, I mean, when they play so many games, nothing really happens to the playoffs. It's kind of like hockey. Yeah. You know, hockey's cool, but until the playoffs come, you know, it's it's hard for me to really get gung-ho. Now, I'll go to a Heat game. I yeah. love the experience. I go down there. Yeah, yeah. We enjoy Miami. Me and the worm. We go into the, you know, the heat arena, and we can see your boat and the bridges. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. I brag about all the tarpon that right, I caught right. out there. Yeah. And then the hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many hot chicks at a heat game that, I mean, there's no place in the world there's that many hot chicks at a at a oh, it's at such a, game. a great it's it's such a great sporting experience, and and that's the thing about really almost all sports and and that is is that it's it, it's such a visually uh encompassing experience i mean you got the sports you got the athleticism you got the girls you got everything you got beer you got hot dogs i mean everything it, you know and this is why in my opinion golf is not a sport yeah i saw that text you gave me what's your problem with golf not golf is a- not a sport this is an old debate. I've, I've heard this before. It goes both ways. It's not a sport. It's a skill. Okay? Golf is not a sport. And, and, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this, okay? Because golf does not require athleticism. It requires some degree of stamina. you got to be able to walk 18 holes and stand around all day, okay? Um, but it's not really a sport, okay? There's no contact there's no contact in golf. Right. Okay. Um, there's no cheering in golf except after uh, after somebody makes a stroke or a putt or whatever it is. Okay. And then they, 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 they can't even go crazy. They just have this little, little quiet little, oh, that was a nice shot. That was a nice shot, Tiger. I think. Okay. It was, that's not it. And there's no, and you know what else there isn't? There's no cheerleaders if you don't have cheerleaders in your sport is it really a sport hockey don't have cheerleaders okay i mean good point i'm just saying i'm, I'm asking a question if you no. don't if you don't have and neither does uh neither does uh baseball for that matter right okay so, uh, so, so i'm moot. just saying that's moot. 
That's a moot point, Norm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's an important and valuable uh, asset in in any, uh, you know, if you want to make golf interesting, you make it a full contact sport. Okay. Full contact golf. Sure. What you do is you flip a coin. That's why Happy Gilmore was like one of the best yeah. movies oh, yeah. ever. And what you do is you, you flip a coin and you everybody tees off and then the golfers beat the piss out of each other as they run down the fairway and whoever gets to the first hole gets to play through first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how that works. So, yeah. And you make it a full contact sport. You get cheerleaders. You let everybody cheer like real people. Okay. Instead and, of the golf club. Instead of the golf club, the, the little like 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 you just had tea and uh, crumpets. See, I'm, I think I'm starting to get this, Norm. I think you're jealous of the golf crowd. No, I, no. I think you want to be the guy with the fancy clothes on and those funky shoes. What's with the clothes? Paying the twenty two dollars for the mimosas. Lime green. Pants, sky blue knee high socks, black Bermuda shorts. See, this is the same issue that people like you have when somebody in like a really nice car cuts you off. Like you're double pissed when the lady in the Porsche cuts you off, or the guy in the no, Bent- it's an Audi. Bentley cuts you it's off. It's an Audi. The Audi that cuts Audi, you off. Yeah, and you're like this son of a bitch. And if it wasn't a hundred thousand dollar car, it wouldn't piss you off near as much. Not quite as much. No, no, I get it. But you know something, and you got a point there. But you know, let me tell you something. Okay, I can't. I I, I can't get past. It's like guys going out and wearing their mahi shorts to go dolphin fishing. I don't get that. You're not into the mahi guys. I'm just not. I just. I'm not. It's 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 bycatch. How much? I'm just not seeing it. How much? How much is? The, how much are the mahi guys buying? Huck gear. Oh, I mean that's like ninety percent of dude, the huck sales goes to mahi, mahi guys. guys. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean they're sporting the piss out of that, and they can they even can they even catch mahis? Yes. If they don't have their mahi gear on. Or do they even do they even fish? Do, in other words, if your mahi shorts are torn, uh, and you can't and and you they for whatever the reason you can't wear them, do those guys actually leave the dock? That's what I want to know. They'll leave the dock without the mahi shorts. You think? But they'll be sporting the piss out of their mahi guy Harvey. Mahi guys. So they have to have some degree of mahi wear. Mahi ness. Mahi ness. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're mahi guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to be. If you're going to be a mahi guy, you got to be full on mahi guy. <laughs> there was the, the mahi. The mahi guys don't come out in these big call fronts like there was yesterday. So was, well, the mahi's don't really. I mean, there, was, there were a few caught yesterday. But well, what I'm saying is, is I'm at the boat ramp. Yeah. Right. Oh, there were no mahi guys? Dude, there was nobody at the boat ramp. I mean, granted, it was 45 <laughs> degrees. So? Right. Where were the mahi guys? It was Saturday. They were at Ikea. It, <laughs> it was their Ikea day. <laughs> when, it blows, when it blows 30 out of the Northwest. You take the wife to Ikea. It's Ikea. You get some honeydews done. Try and stay off the shit list. Ikea should get mahi furniture. Dude. That would be that would that would be literally like an explosion of the senses for those guys. So which which um what happened to your life for golfers to piss you off that bad? Golfers? Yeah. Nothing. I, it's not that. It's just if, if, let, Have you ever played around a golf? Yes. Actually, my grandfather uh was a golfer and he was a caddy for Harpo Marks. Really? Yep. And he sure was. And uh, and and I I went out with him on the 
fairways is what they called it. But, you know, let me tell you something. It is. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a status it's, issue. It's, it's a status. It's, it's kind of a status. But you know something? <laughs> I can't get past how they sport the piss out of those clothing. Okay. Uh, I just, would they wear, do, do you ever see a golfer wearing that stuff walking down Los Olas Boulevard? No. They might buy that stuff on Los Olas Boulevard, but you'll never see them walking down Los Olas Boulevard looking like they just got off the fairway. Do you know where I... I think they change. Do you know where I... Do you see the guys sporting the piss out of their golfer gear? At the Yacht Club. At the Yacht Club. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, what... The, the, those people, the, the golfers and the Yacht Clubbers... They're they, the same ones. They think it's the same, too. Well, if you if, have you ever watched the movie Caddyshack? Let me tell you something. If we're going to do a play-by-play, Caddyshack it should be work. the next one. I'll do that with okay? you. Okay? I'm serious. Caddyshack is... Caddyshack is is exactly... That's what it is. I mean, it's that lifestyle. It's that whole Yacht Club, uh, Bushwood mentality. <laughs> That you're against, okay, and 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 I mean that's why Ty Webb is like the hero of the common working man. Who's Ty Webb? Come on, who fucks Ty Webb? You don't know who's Driver Danny? No, 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 no. The guy who does the uh, great shots. That was um, what was his name? Chevy Chase's character in Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. Listen, I know you're not a big movie guy, but. Don't tell me you haven't seen Caddyshack. Oh, no, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> I love Caddyshack. Everybody loves Caddyshack. That's one of those movies that you can watch over and over again. And I think, I think, I think the Caddyshack thing, um, Rodney Dangerfield was fantastic. Well, I, th- I think it was a big deal Genius. for guys like you that you know feel like you're not in the golfer crowd. It was a big deal for everybody because it was filmed. Right here in, well, in yeah, in Fort Lauderdale. Fort did, Lauderdale and Miami. Did you know, when I was in high school, we used to hang out with Rodney Dangerfield on the beach? Really? Dangerfield, I'm not sure why or how, but he was always down there by the basketball courts across from Bahia Mar. Really? And he'd be chilling in his, in his uh, beach chair. Really? Right? No kidding. And all us kids, we, you know, we were like, dude, look, there's Rodney, Rodney over there again. Wow. And he'd, he'd wave, and he'd, he's all nice and everything. But he used to hang out in Fort Lauderdale Beach right by the basketball court. Um, he just had the best. He, he, was, he, was the, he was the greatest. He made that movie. They couldn't have made that movie without him. No, he was, that was a great part. Chevy was a great part. And I love the fact Classic. that... Classic. I love the fact that um, people still dress as the caddies. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, for Halloween or oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It was just one of those movies that always stick. We should do the play-by-play with Caddyshack. With Caddyshack, absolutely. And I think we need a little bit of a warm-up on, on Caddyshack before we can do the play-by-play. You know, just kind of get... We should get Lamont in, because I'm sure he's seen that movie a zillion times, too. Well, yeah, it's 2023, and I didn't even... I didn't even welcome you to the podcast for this. This will be our. This is our first one, isn't it? First of 2023 for you and I, and this will be our fifth season. Wow! On the Real Guy Podcast, how many podcasts have you done? This be this would be like 218. Wow! And you know, two 2023 is starting out absolutely better than I could possibly hope for, and I've got my son here. Brooks is here. He's in the uh, Lunker Dog Studio it, it's with good, us. It's it's uh, good to have Brooks. We've been watching all the posts about you coming down here from Oklahoma. So, Brooks, yeah. welcome to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 
Norm um, just got his 18-year-old son settled here in Fort Lauderdale from the great state of Oklahoma. Yep. Where the Surrey with the fringe on top. We're Captain, <laughs> Captain, we're Captain Norm. Um, is it safe to say that there's not a lot of famous captains out of Oklahoma? Well, I'm not out of Oklahoma. I lived well, there for a little while. But you, you were a yeah. famous captain in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, not, not a lot, not a lot. But you, just, you don't really think that yeah. when you think Oklahoma. You think you know, like cowboys Cows. and rodeos <laughs> and shit. Yeah. You know, women that'll whoop you. Oh, you. There's a lot of women that'll whoop you in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, there there can be. I'll tell you what. His his grandmother was one of them. She could whoop you. His grandmother was like, she was, she, she was, she was feisty. Her best friend was a donkey. Her best friend was a donkey named Gus. <laughs> I'm telling you, Gus ever make an ass of himself? <laughs> Dad jokes, dude. You got to yep. put up. You got to put up with us. Yeah, this poor guy. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, not in the Midwest, deep South. I mean, the woman will whoop you. Like you really, you know, they'll whoop you. But they'll, but, but at the same time, just don't get them mad because they use those big, heavy cast iron skillets, and they know how to handle them. Right. That's you what know? I mean. They will whoop you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And if you do get whooped by a woman out of the deep south or out in the Midwest, there's no or, shame in it. And it's probably you probably deserved it. You probably did. Either that, or she yeah. might have been drinking like you know moonshine or white lightning, whatever they like to call it. <laughs> definitely deserve it, but there's ten times the amount of shame that goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Brooks, that'll never change. If you, anytime you get whooped by a female, if you're a male, I mean, except for like maybe some of the. Kids in universities up in the Northeast, it's shameful. Now, up in the Northeast, if you get whooped by a, a girl, it's probably like cool. Like for the well, you know, the nerd libs and yeah, all that. Yeah. It's like, let's not get, get that. Getting out. whooped by a female in Oklahoma, it's like, you would, know, it could happen. Well, it's, they just want to, they just want to feel included. So, well, it's not that, the, it's not, it's not that. I mean, they rule the roost. I mean, his, his, his grandmother, she ruled the roost. Okay. And her best friend, uh, her best friend was the same way. I mean, it's just they—they they, the women actually. I mean, you just you you fell in the line or you fell. <laughs> now the the um, so when I'm watching Yellowstone, yeah, right, and yeah. they got those female cowgirls, and I'm looking and I'm like, those girls will whoop any one of those guys on Yellowstone. Yeah. Even the, even, I've never watched an episode of you it. You never so. watch Yellowstone? Yeah. You got to watch it because a lot of times when I'm watching Yellowstone, uh, I feel like it's it's almost like the fight we're having with water quality here in the state of Florida. Mm. Except it's this fucking farmer guy and these 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 libs from New York, from California and New York are moving in. They're on moving them, in. And they're just trying to save what they got and it's like this big thing and they're going back and forth and they're dealing with the fucking government and you got the people that moved into the state that don't give a shit and like it feels like the same fight we're having with water quality, but it's Yellowstone. And you know something and, and the and you know, you talk about stupid things that government focuses on, and I just don't get it. I mean, you know, here we have a great state, and we have so much going on. We've got all our problems and everything else like that. But then they go and do something stupid, like they buy themselves a little rubber boat. 
right. like the city of Fort Lauderdale did, and they were going to pass that legislation. Remember, we've talked about it before here on the podcast, and they were going to pass that, those new city ordinances uh, about how you can't have more than one boat per 100 feet behind a residence and all that kind of nonsense, and they were going to put all these guys out of business behind their houses, and what are they doing now? They couldn't pass it. So what do they do? They just send this guy out, this code enforcement officer. All right, so, so slow down. So we got to start writing tickets. We got a code enforcement officer in a new on a new city boat, city boat, and he's going around the canals. He's looking going for around violations. the canals, and he's writing. He's he is writing tickets. Uh, I I know one guy in particular, and I saw the citation myself, and the citation was for quote unquote. Um, marina-like activities. Marina-like activities. Which would be boat washing, boat fixing. Whatever. Boat storage. You know. Boat, pretty much anything. Just anything that goes on behind somebody's house where they have a couple of boats, two, three boats. Okay? So now, they couldn't just pass the laws. They couldn't pass the, the, the city ordinances. So what do they do? They just... Forget about it. You just go out there and write the tickets just anyway. Just write the tickets, right? You just write the tickets anyway. Did I ever? Did I ever tell you? The Come sto- on. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, Drew when he was FWC fishing on the bridges in Harbor Beach? No. All right. And this this is goes to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, Drew, being FWC officer, living in Harbor Beach, mm-hmm. looks up the rules and the statutes on is it legal or not to fish the bridges in mm-hmm. Harbor Beach. Mm-hmm. And it's legal. Right. But they do have Fort Lauderdale cops patrolling the aisles of Harbor Beach. Sure. So Drew goes down there, and he's fishing on one of the bridges, and the cop pulls up, and he tells him he has to leave. And Drew, you know, when a nice guy is and polite, he shows him his badge, and he shows him the statues, and he says, you know, I was afraid this might happen. So I... This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Looked up to make sure I was completely legal of course. before I came down and started fishing right. the uh, bridges. And the cop says, well, it may be completely legal. He says, but I get paid a lot of money to make sure people don't fish on these bridges. Wait a minute. A cop in Fort Lauderdale? Gets paid a lot gets of money. paid a lot of money? To keep the people from fishing off now, the bridges in Harbor Beach. here's the question I have. Who's paying that cop? Probably us. He's probably getting paid time and a half. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a and minute. And then he's probably getting something off the top as uh-huh. the detail guy in uh, Harbor Beach. Okay. But that's speculation. What's not speculation is what the cop said. 
to Drew after Drew said that it was legal and he looked up to make sure it was legal before he went down there. And he said, whether it's legal or not, he says, if you don't leave, I'm going to take you, put you in the car, bring you down to the police station, and then you can tell everybody it's not legal down there. I would have gone for that ride happily. Yellow. In the name of every snook fisherman, past, present, and future. Well, Drew did what... Um, what do you think John Tedder would have done? He'd have, he'd have jumped in that car. In that, in that car. Uh, I think John's been through a little bit too much to keep doing it. But <laughs> Drew is one of those yes or no sir guys. Which I, yeah, used, which I, I, I mean, I get that. I used to be yes or no, sir. I was always yes or no, sir, mm-hmm. until I started getting abused by the FWC Coast Guard mm-hmm. and the cops. And now I'm not so much yes or no, sir. Because the yes or no, sir stuff. Now, if I was to talk to my daughter or I was going to talk to your son right here, yeah. I would tell them to do the yes or, yes or no, course. sir stuff. When you get 50, yeah, things change. Things change. But my point is, it doesn't really matter what the law is. It only matters what the enforcement is. And it only and and it only matters who's paying the enforcement. Well, people like you and I can't afford to to fight people that are getting paid by basically. So let's us. just say let's just say we were stuck fishing uh in Wilton Manors. Okay. Okay. So we're we're fishing um we're fil- we're fishing in Wilton Manors. And the cop rolls up and he says, hey, you can't be doing that. Do you think that he would go after you with that degree of mm, veracity? Emphasis. Uh, Yeah. Emphasis emphasis that the guy in Harbor Beach did? I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. Probably not. But since you brought up the cop thing and the enforcement thing. Mm Mm-hmm. My nephew Ryder, who I'm always bragging about. Yeah, yeah. The new generation of real guys. Yeah, yeah. The kid that'll catch anything. Yeah. Just had his first encounter with a cop. And? Well, why do you think he had an encounter with a cop? Oh, I mean, you know, he was probably fishing in the wrong place. He was fishing. Oh, he was just fishing, period. I'm not sure if he was fishing the not, a place that he shouldn't have been fishing mm-hmm. or whatever. All I can tell you is my 13-year-old nephew... Had his first encounter with a cop. Was it in Dade? No. Because they're trying to like outlaw fishing completely no, in Dade. No, it's anything that happens in Dade and Broward, the yeah. rest of the state needs to worry about following in their footsteps. Oh, absolutely. And I'm telling you right now, Where the, the city bed? of Punta Gorda. This happened in Punta Gorda? This happened in Punta Gorda. And it's not the first time it happened in Punta Gorda. And I'll tell you a long story about this because it's a podcast and we do long shit. But <laughs> so the kid 13's bass fishing. City property, it's basically a drainage ditch. There's a bunch of bass in there. Cop pulls up, tells him he can't fish. Why? Kicks him out. I don't know. I'm not from Punta Gorda. If it was down the street here, I might know. But what I do know is my nephew's first encounter with a cop was because he was fishing. That's sad. That is awful. But it's it's not uncommon. I'm going to tell you another reason why I don't like golfers. Because they get in the way of my bass fishing. Well, dude, they build those ponds out there. Dude, those ponds are full of bass. Right. I used to, I've I've caught I've had some tremendous days bass fishing on golf course ponds, and these freaking guys in their black Bermuda shorts and their little golf carts come along, and they want to kick you out of there because you're in their way. No, that's ridiculous. That's not true. That's ridiculous. It's because you're not in the club, Norm. 
If you belong to that country club or that golf club. You think club, you could, if, all right, that's a good one. And which I think is part of your problem with golfers and the could whole you, thing. Could you actually fish? If you were a member of the club, could you fish those golf course ponds? Possibly. If you aren't a member of the club, we need to find you're that definitely out. not. If there's anybody out there who's a golfer and you're not ashamed to admit it, find out from your golf club or whatever organization because they have like all these golf leagues and teams and everything all the ones else like you that. Despise. Okay. Find out you're whether a, you're such a hater sometimes. <laughs> find out whether or not it's legal to fish your own golf course ponds. That's I want to know. And the first person who comes up with that answer gets because we haven't done a promo. Oh, you want to give something away? I think we should give something away. All right, what's the question again? If you are a member of a golf club, a golf country club or whatever it is, okay, whether it's a public or a private course, and it has ponds in it, if you are a member, if you are a paying dues member, can you fish your own golf golf course ponds? Anybody who wants to email me, jeff at lunkerdog.com, all we need is a response, yes or no, yay or nay, and you will get a free Real Guy Podcast t-shirt. There you go. You know, I gotta send these damn things out every time you do this. We well, don't have to do a T-shirt. You could do a sticker or something. Uh, there's a lot of buckets. I'm seeing a lot of buckets that are not not uh, certified. Not certified lately. All I right. don't know what that is. All right, we'll send you out a couple of Run That Dog, Longer Dog stickers. There you go. If that's you, better. And that's all. All we need is a response. We just want to yep. get a little feedback from the audience. Yeah, something. And if you do res- respond, that means you're one of these people that. Norm's kind of like hating on. No, I'm not. You are kind of hating on the golf. It crowd. just depends. He's kind of hating on the golf crowd. Oh, golf. Why golf do? And, and that's the other thing too. Why do? Um, <laughs> why do people associate fishing and golf? I don't know, but it's but it's normal. There Sometimes. was a TV show called Fins and Skins, and it was I yeah, think, I think that's were, right, right. And there was the golf tournament. There's like a thing called a skins tournament. And then the fins thing was for the fish. And some, that wasn't a Peter Miller deal, was it? I think that was a Henry Wozniak deal. Remember Henry, the Canadian, oh. had, had sodium overload so oh bad he couldn't God. really see. Yes, <laughs> that's that, right. That guy it was Henry Wozniak. <laughs> right, that guy. That's right. Canadian. He was always red fishing. Well, he was, it was West Coast. Yeah. So they he were was, red he fishing. He was a West Coaster. Trout. And then um, they would do snook thing, and every time they mm-hmm. caught a snook over thirty inches, they oh, act they'd like they cream like, themselves, right? They they, they, count, they climb Mount Everest or something. Yeah. But anyway, fins and skins. Yeah, when they often do the golf tournament and the and fishing the, tournament, and the fishing t- it was annoying. That pisses you off, right? You know why? Because who wants to watch golf and fishing in the same? Sh- Listen, I'm not big on fishing shows, as is well documented. So who wants to watch? Uh, some are really good. Like Peter Miller's show is good. Um, God's is really good. Okay, those two shows are like probably all the, the shows, best. Going. All the shows that I was on were, are great. God's, Peter Miller. Would you do a Bill show? With, would Would you do a show with 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 uh, with with what's his face with Henry Washchuck? Right, do a show? No, no, you can't, dude. It's not a good show. TV will cost you nowadays. But back when I was doing all those TV shows. It was like great to be on TV, and then you get a lot of business from it, and then yeah. you get recognition and stuff. Yeah. Now you get on TV, and nobody even knows. Yeah, you know why? Because they're too busy watching the Kardashians. They're streaming. They're streaming. 
You're watching golf. They're binge watching the Kardashians. Watching golf tournaments. Golf tournaments. What do you think about the two leagues in golf tournaments? I, are, got, I, I had no idea there were even two leagues. Oh, let me explain this. This is well. Let me explain it. Like I'm some sort of golf fucking expert. <laughs> but there's two leagues now in golf. You got the PGA, which is the old. That's the stand, that's like the the gold standard, right? right? And then a bunch that's of Jack Nicholas and all them guys, right? And then some uh, a group out of Dubai started another league. Oh. <laughs> do they have grass in Dubai? Do they? If they don't, they'll bring it in. They do not skimp these golf courses over there in the middle. Wait a minute, East. you're telling me that there is grass in the Middle East? Dude, they they build like oases there. Yes, and not only is that is they do they use camels to go down the fairway. No. Do no. they load up all their all their gear on camels and move down the fairway? <laughs> they should. It would it would add some flair to the to the league. But what I am telling you is they pay the golfers better than the PGA pays the golfers. So a whole shitload of golfers now play for this other league, and the PGA fucking hates it. The, and they're fighting each other, and the PGA's pissed. Oh, this because, is like when the WWE and the WWF came out. There were like two wrestling leagues, and they were competing against each other. Well, it's kind of like when uh, Vince McMahon and Trump and all of them started the yeah yeah the, the other well, football that's, league. That's what I'm, yeah, that, same that's shit. What, yeah, same shit. So it's except the same this, kind of thing. Except, except rivalry. Except these this other golf league's got a shit ton of money. Like the other reason the why does. the other reason why golf sucks is it's kind of like NASCAR, and it's always the same five guys that win. Well, that's kind of normal for most does, sports. Are, is, is there ever a Cinderella story in golf? Yes, there is. I don't know them because I'm not into that golf thing, but yes, there is. And they do have their own like Happy Gilmore, real guy, that Daily dude. You seen him? He's great. He's like some. He's great. He's the only reason. Listen, I wouldn't even pay attention to golf in any way, shape, or fashion if it wasn't for John Daly. John Daly is. He's de- a. He's the real guy. He's entertaining, and the league used to be like that. You know, he I'm brings not... hookers out there with him on a golf course. <laughs> it he does. I just know that he's crazy flamboyant. <laughs> he don't look like a golfer. And no. He drinks like a fish, and he's fucking good. And there used to be a whole bunch. of He golfers. looks like a pure guy. He is a peer guy. The way the way that he the way that he dresses, he's totally a peer guy. So a peer guys. And go- I think he, I think he hangs with Cantner. Peer guys and golf golfers are a lot alike, you know. <laughs> they got their cart and all their equipment and shit. They, they got beer. They got beer hidden in there. They got different peers. <laughs> like they got different courses. Yeah. The peer guy and the, see and and you're bashing the whole golf thing and you're saying that it's not a sport. Now you're trying to tell me that peer fishing isn't a sport. Oh no, peer fishing is. Pier fishing is definitely, uh, let me tell you something, some of the best fishermen I ever knew started on piers. So I'm not going to bash pier, pier fishing quite like that. I mean, it's just, I, I just don't see it. Well, my my new thing about piers is I want some people to get the same mindset as like Dubai, except with a pier. But like you could have like competing piers. Like have a pier. Like even on the west coast would be great. Like have a pier that goes offshore like fifteen fucking miles. <laughs> right? And then when you go to the pier, you actually drive on the pier with your truck. You can't do that because an azimuth would come along and plow right through it. No, we can do this. You couldn't do it in Miami. Dude, they put grass in fucking Dubai. We can build a fifteen mile pier out in the middle of the Gulf. I think they have I think they have really long piers like that in Dubai. I do, I do. I think. I think there's. I read something somewhere you know, the along the line. The fishing's good over there. 
Yes, it is. It's like really good. Yeah. I know a guy, he was, uh, did you ever know Pete Sanchez? He ran a boat called, uh, it's just the digger, the digger. Either either the digger or the ditch digger. I can't remember. An old hat? Um, no, I can't, I, don't I can't know. remember. I don't know the guy. Anyway, this guy, he's, he's from around here, and then he ended up in Cozumel, and then some uh, some dudes hired him to go over to, I think it was Saudi, and they've got, like, really good fishing over they there. They do. they got some yeah. great fishing. Yeah, yeah. We built some salt shakers for a guy that lived in Dubai. I sold the guy a 120-foot crescent yacht. Oh yeah, eleven million bucks, and this was twenty something years ago, which is a that was a big oh, yeah. thing. Absolutely. But this dude slayed the piss out of the fish. Mm-hmm. We uh, redid a striker for him. Yeah. We built him two salt shakers. We built his buddy a salt shaker, and then I sold him that mega yacht. And he's a fishing nut. Was he a golfer at the same time? No, but it wouldn't surprise. Maybe he was, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was an investor in that golf. Oh, probably because he's a freaking big hitter over yeah. there. But anyway, you're not. You're not buying the fact that we can build a pier? I think we could. That would rival the Empire State Building or something? I don't know. I mean, they can't even they can't even rebuild Anglin's fishing pier. And you're telling me they want to build a 15-mile-long 15, 15 pier? I, I, heard they, I heard they built a new fancy pier in Jacksonville. They rebuilt the Pompano Pier, which is easily the worst pier in the, in, in, in the entire state. Well, it's free. You know. What do you get for free? It's good shot. Nothing. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, I I think somebody, a great American, a great American fisherman, should come up with the idea American to, to build like I a, think Roland Martin should do it, or maybe they should build a, because that's the only way he can get out on the water anymore these days without getting killed. Dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm sure he's a golfer. He should be, and that's the only thing he should be allowed to do. You think they kill? What's your all right? So you got a beef with Roland Martin now? Everybody's got a beef with Roland Martin. Have I, you been to the Keys? I don't have a beef with him. What are the, what are the Keys people? Oh got my a, god! What are the Keys people? Roland Martin? He got. He, he, I can't even. We don't have enough time in this podcast to talk about Roland Martin. Yes, we do. Well, okay. Um, I mean, other than the fact that he's Johnny Morris's best friend, is really probably the only reason why he's even allowed back into the Keys. What? When he started, okay. So even tip. Let's not talk past the audience. If nobody Are you talking knows who, past me, because I don't know what the, he did. If nobody knows who Roland Martin is, Roland Martin was uh, one of the early big time celebs on the bass circuits, and then he got this TV show and he became famous. And you know, then he got into saltwater fishing, which is where he and he was. He was he, the guy that said, "Oh son, oh son, yeah, that was it. That was his big." Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com tagline was son right okay and was he the bass kisser no that was jimmy houston that was jimmy houston. okay i always i love roland martin good lord so he comes down to the keys he buys a house in the keys and when he starts filming all these tv shows he started treading on some people's feet 
Oh. And that's not a good thing to do with guides. He was showing the spots. He was showing. Not only was he showing the spots, but he was he was licking on them. So if you were staked out, if you were staked out waiting for some poons to come by, he'd roll in there with a film crew and a camera boat, and he'd stake out right on top of you. There were lots and lots of bad stories about Roland Martin, and he basically he 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 made a lot of enemies in the keys a lot of enemies and of course because he's celebrity his son's now a celebrity and his son scott martin is a big tournament guy and to 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 his credit he's a he's a good bass fisherman but now he's down in the keys too following in his old man's footsteps and he's he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way especially around uh especially around the uh Bayside Marina, huh. not good. See then, just in case, yeah. you always learn something not here. Good. Not good on the good. Real Guy podcast. It's inside info, man. Roland Martin, no son, no son. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so I see you got your uh, you got your license there. My captain's license. Yeah, I know you want to talk so, about this. So what's up? Well, every five years you have to renew your merchant mariner credential, mm-hmm. captain's license, right? And this will be my fifth time doing it. So I've held one of these for actually 21 years. Because if you notice, I right, waited right. until the last second to renew this one. Yep. And every year that I renew my Merchant Mariner credential, I feel like a doofus. Like I really feel like it's a slap in the face that me, Captain Jeff, mm-hmm. would have to get another captain's license on the philosophy of safety. Right. This is why we have these. Um, I think it's. I think that's part of it. And when I went, when I got my license and I went to all the school and everything, it was all about being safe. It was about saving lives. It was also about being able to legitimately run charter boats and earn a living. Okay. I didn't learn any of that in, in the school. I learned how to. No, but it was the, required to do it. Right. Okay, it was it, right. No, it was it was all about deck safety and rules of the road and navigation so, and all those skills. So if you're a captain mm-hmm. and you know all the rules, right, and you follow all the rules, okay. <laughs> but the other participants that are out in the waterway with you or the ocean are not following the rules. No. Are you? Do they even know the rules? Let's just start with that. Whether they know them or not, if they're not following them, it's almost impossible for you to follow them, which makes the whole thing irrelevant. It makes it difficult. All right. And that's that's just like basic one-on-one issues. Yeah. But my real issue is mm-hmm. this young man right here next to me at 18 years old. Right. If he won the lotto tomorrow mm-hmm. and he went out and he bought a 36-foot boat. Right. That could go 80 miles an hour with four engines on it. Right. He could start that thing up, put all his buddies on there. Yep. And go. And go. Right. Doesn't need a thing. No. Nothing. No. But me, as a fishing captain. Guide. As a fishing guide. Yep. I need fishing license, Mm -hmm. guide license, Mm -hmm. captain's license. Uh, Occupational permit. Occupational permit. Right. And the list goes on. Yeah. To take somebody fishing. Yep. To me, it's a slap in the face every sure time is. I have to get this this captain's license. Sure it is. The other thing about my captain's license, I've had the thing for 20 years. Mm. 
I've never showed it to anybody. You I've might, showed mine once. I've never no, showed twice. it. No, twice. I showed twice. it twice. I showed it to my wife when I got it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know. I showed it to my wife when I got it. Yeah. I put it in my <coughs> in my safety box on the boat so right. I have it with right, me. Right. It's right next to my guide license, my yep. state fishing license yep. and all that. I've been stopped hundreds. <laughs> Norm hundreds of never. times yep. in the last 20 years yep. and I've never had to show my captain's license. I've I've showed my captain's license well, I've showed my captain's license in the course of regular daily routine twice. And I'm going on my seventh issue. I'm about to put my paperwork in for my seventh issue. So you're talking 35 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now, I run commercially inspected vessels. Vessels that have a certificate of inspection from the Coast Guard. So when we go through our Coast Guard um, inspections, uh, I have to show them my credentials. Mm-hmm. But in the course of just getting stopped on a daily basis, twice in my entire career, twice. Okay. And right. in, in, in you're running commercial vessels, like you said, mm-hmm. documented vessels. And so are you. Well... You're you you're you're conducting commercial activity. You're not a commercially inspected vessel, but you are conducting a commercial activity, and that's why you have to have a license. And what sucks about that, and here's why I feel like a doofus for almost the same reason as you do, is because there are guys who engage in what is called demise chartering or bare boat chartering. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what that is is that is considered by the in the letter of the law, it is considered to be a recreational activity whereby I, as a client or a customer, rents your boat that you own, and we have a contract between me and you, and then I hire Brooks over here, uh, in a separate contract to run my the, the boat for me, and what it is is it's a temporary, um, it's a temporary seating of ownership of the boat. From me to you. So what happens then is that is a recreational activity. And Brooks, if as my captain, does not have to be licensed. It's not required. And this guy is making more money than I'm making in most cases. Right. Okay. On that trip. And I'm the guy with the license. I'm the guy with the license. Here's a, and, here's... and he could have been stacking lumber at... Uh, Home Depot the day that he got the gig for the for the trip. It's insane. And is it true to say that the vast majority of these pontoon captains don't have captain's licenses? No, they all do. They or they're supposed to. Um because those aren't those are typically not bareboat charters. Those are typically six pack charters, like what you do. It's it's they're usually they're six pack charters. They got to be getting now the it. big ones, the big pontoons that we see running around in Fort Lauderdale now. Right. And there's more of them than ever. They're everywhere. Those are those are likely, in most cases, those are um, inspected vessels. So they're, they're getting CUIs now. So it's forty five degrees out yesterday. The wind's blowing friggin' twenty five out of the northwest, mm. and I'm out there. A few other charter boats are out there on the big hatterses and stuff. I was out there, and all the pontooners are out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because... <laughs> Did you see the one with the the two hot tubs in it? 
Dude, I, I seen like freaking 50 of them yesterday. They were the only ones on the water. Fort Lauderdale is Those now people... the tune charter capital of the world. We used to be the yachting capital of the world. We are now the tune charter capital of the world. But when you're when you when you're a pontoon when you're a pontoon charter and mm-hmm. it's 45 degrees out. And these people were just miserable. Oh, and they're just I know. driving they're past us. Not like we were miserable enough fishing, but they were just. <laughs> yeah, but these are guys that came down. They probably saved all year long. They lived up in Wisconsin. They're all girls or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But they're all they're all they're all coming down here on their breaks and whatever it is. And they saved up all year long. And they're thinking that it's going to be beautiful, warm weather. And I'm going to get out of the snow. And you come down here and it's 45 degrees and you're on a tune. You're miserable. Miserable. Yeah. And answer me this question, Norm. Go ahead. Why is it that when a whole shitload of girls get out on one of these pontoon boats, mm-hmm. the clothes come off? God bless them. The, the booties start shaking. Yep. The tits come out. Yeah. God bless America. I mean, I'm all for it, but why does this happen on the pontoon charter? <sighs> why? I mean, is it is it the salt in the air? I think it's the cocaine. <laughs> it's not the cocaine. It no, might be the alcohol. I, think it's a, eh, I don't think no. they're doing coke anymore. There that, that was an argument in the 80s and 90s and stuff, but I don't think they're really doing no, that anymore. No, you don't think? You know why? I'm going to tell they you do why. They like ecstasy Because they want to get IG famous. They want to be IG famous. I wanna, this is for the gram. They're doing it for the gram. I want to know who taught them... That when you get out on the water and you get out on the boat to act like damn fool. I did. Did you teach them that? <laughs> Is there a class? Is there a qualification, like a six-pack thing, but it's chicks on the pontoon I'm boat? I'm telling you, all it is, uh, no, you know what it is? It's just they want to be IG famous. I have seen literally for four hours, for four hours, I've taken out groups of, of, of girls, like 30 girls. And they sit on that, and they sit on that big boat, and they do nothing but take pictures of themselves. And when they're not taking pictures of themselves, they're having somebody else take pictures of them with other girls. Hmm. Okay, they want to get they want to get integrated. Brooks, you're 18 years old. You have some insight into this thinking. Go ahead. What do you think? All the because um, like social media back then was like a little bit different. First people that uh, came out was like Kim Kardashian, and it kind of yeah. exploded in from that to Instagram, and now there's like TikTok and everything. And now TikTok is like a, it's just like a big farming computer for all these girls because TikTok's algorithm. So you're saying they want to be TikTok famous? Yeah, yeah, everything, everything. So that TikTok's algorithm is just making you want to swipe, right? Right. And so as much as there, it's an insane amount of opportunity to get famous on TikTok. See, I wouldn't have come up with that. But it's all it's all due to, like, easiest way to um, get TikTok famous now is just, like, posting. Which you yeah. Said, so you want, to be, you want to be IG famous. You want to TikTok the piss out of it. TikTok famous. Okay, and you're getting TikTok famous. That's, uh, that's a thing, too. <laughs> Being TikTok the, famous? The more with now, if you um, on Instagram, that's the difference between Instagram and fa- uh, not Facebook, uh, TikTok. With Instagram, uh, you don't have to post as much. That's something. But with TikTok, you have to. You got to keep it going. You, know, you got to keep your going. content. Right. So it's all about content. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, it used to be... He's got a good point about the Kardashians. Kardashians started all this shit. Well, like, you're... Like, all right, tell me if I'm wrong here. All right, tell me if you did not see the same thing. Mm-hmm. It used to be... Okay, it started off probably in the 80s. Okay. The guy... Maybe the big Coke dealer or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Maybe the Reggie Fountain of the, of uh-huh. the town or whatever. Mm-hmm. He'd stroll through town in like a 38-foot cigarette. Or Reggie would have had his fountain. And then they had the hot chick next to him. Oh, yeah. And she had the big glasses and the fake boobs yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was yeah. like, oh, cool. Check that out. Sunday at Bootleggers. Right. Yeah. Then the boats got a little bit more cush. So yeah. then there was three or four of them. Well, what happened was is that guy, the Reggie Fountain, married. He, he married that girl. And then she took over, and she wanted a bigger boat. And it was a pleasant experience for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the guy yeah. fishing saw the hot chick on the sport boat. Yeah. The guy on the sport boat got to show off his hot chick. Mm-hmm. He had his big Rolex on, sure. the fancy friggin' necklace and everything. Yeah. And there was like, I, I, I shouldn't say like it, it was a place for it, but it wasn't offensive. No, not at all. Okay? It, it was, was just, never offensive. Right. It was kind of like, oh, no. look at that. I agree. But when I see... Ten chicks. Fifteen of them have no business with a G-string on. Oh. Dancing to the worst rap I've ever heard. Dude. And are tanked. Oh. And are swimming in the fecal bacteria levels that they're swimming in. The, the Cardi B is blaring. Okay. And they're out there. That's offensive. Oh. See what I mean? You think that's offensive? I've got pictures of them, and they're, they're just... Spread out over the uh, across the front of the boat, and they're twerking to Cardi B. By the way, you know how you get famous anymore these days? Writing that kind of music—it's real simple. Okay, all you do is you take an aluminum bat and you start beating the piss out of a garbage can. You record that, you loop it, and then you start droning on about your wet crotch. Oh Jesus! Then that's how you get famous. That's what Cardi B did. All right. Not to get crazy off the subject, because it's still kind of the subject. We're way off on your, the subject. On the, on, the, on the big party boats that you're running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? How much weed smoking is going on during the party boats? You know, or I'll is tell there, you. Or is there one boat that you run that more weed smoking <coughs> goes on than the others? How does it work? Well, you know what? It, it really, it's a function of the clientele. Right. All right. And during COVID, when the only people that we could get to charter the boats, the club crowd, club crowd. okay, the club crowd, um, it was a real problem. I mean, it was a real serious problem, and I don't like it on my boat. Okay. I, having said that, I wish they would just legalize it already. Well, because I would rather have a bunch of stone people on the boat than a bunch of drunks. Right. That was my point. That was my next thing. Okay. I would rather have that. But now that our business has returned and our uh, our... our traditional clientele has come back it's really not that big of a problem you're seeing less of it now oh way less way less i mean i have i don't think i've had a problem with it oh i don't think i've had a problem with it in about a year and a half yeah. so it's really not that bad okay it's not that bad because one of the big issues i have with not only the big boats like you're running yeah the pontoon boats mm-hmm. the little tiggy boats is there bars sure they are yeah. in alcohol is the only, well, I shouldn't say the only, the only one that I know of mm-hmm. that's proven to have really bad effects on people when they're out on boats. 
I've never had somebody where I was like, man, he's too stoned to freaking be on a boat. No, exactly. But how many people have you had on a boat? They're way too bombed. Oh, too, yeah. Too drunk to be on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, you're preaching and every the single one of these fucking pontoon boats have yeah. a full bar. Sure. And I'm getting a captain's license and all this stuff to be safe. And you know when I do get checked, Norm? Mine. I get checked on like a Wednesday afternoon after a thunderstorm. <laughs> when there's not a fucking soul on the water. It's just me and the Coast Guard. Just me and the boys. Yeah. Me and the guys that are making a living on the water, which would be the Coast Guard or the FWC or... Or uh, maybe even a cop. And that's when I get pulled over. Okay. And then I, I asked them. I says, why are you pulling me over wait, now why? when I'm fishing, when nothing's going on? Yep. When just yesterday, it was Sunday. And it was holy hell out here. And the drunks were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just... They weren't anywhere to be found. Right. Yeah. And you're checking me today. Yeah. And that's what I mean is I don't do the yes sir, no sir anymore. Is I ask them questions like that. And they know... They, of course it, they know. It, it goes right in perspective for them. And then I do think it's easier for them to either say, okay, so, you know, sir, you know, just we'll make this quick or whatever. I have a question for you. When you see, and this happens more often in Dade than it does in Broward, but it happens a lot in Dade. When you see either an FWC or a Miami-Dade unit, uh coast guard it doesn't matter any leo then they're on a high speed they're they're hauling butt they've got their flashers on and they're just hauling ass on slow days like what you just described okay right and they blow right through a no wake zone where are they going there's nobody out where are they going i don't know why are they blowing through no wake zones because Tell they, me why that's happening. Because they can. I have a different take on that. What? I think there's a sale on donuts somewhere, and they just found out about it. And they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if there was a sale on friggin' live mullet somewhere. You'd run. I'd, I'd, I'd take off and do that. You'd run. And if I could get away with it, then so be it. So that's the, that's the position we are with friggin' yeah. everybody out there with a badge. Yeah. And then to, to end the podcast... Do you feel more safe when there's more badges and guns on the water or less safe? You know, it just, uh, I don't, there's, it doesn't matter because they're not paying attention to what they should be paying attention to anyway. So if there's one or ten, it's it doesn't matter. So you're not feeling more safe? No. Right. No. I'm actually to the point where I feel less safe. Yeah. Especially in Port Everglades. Like when the cruise ships go out. Yeah. Yesterday, the cruise ship started going out as we were coming in. Yeah. There About was four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. There yeah. was two Fort Lauderdale cops, mm-hmm. two Coast Guards, right. and three sheriffs. sheriffs. Yeah. And they're all going around the boat like this. Yeah. Stopping traffic. and it, Yeah. Dude. That's like the most unsafe. It's overkill. Sh- that's like the most unsafe shit that we've had done in the port all day long. Yeah, it's overkill. And these guys, why do they go fast and... Do loops around the cruise ships, like because they're, they're they're trying not to let pedestrian traffic go through. Why don't they just go nice and slow on each side in a safe, normal manner? Well, because you know they got to put on a show, dude. It's unsafe and it makes me sick. And the, <laughs> and the last thing that's cra- right, wait a minute, hold on. Are you worried that something will happen to one of these Leos? They already has. You didn't hear about the sheriff that ran into the fucking. <laughs> The sheriff ran into one of the ships no. and broke his fucking back. 
Dude, don't not, laugh. That's I shouldn't not, laugh. Right. I'm going to hell. But it happened. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're telling me that a Broward sheriff... Homeland Security... Well, that would be... Yeah, Homeland home. Security ran into the cruise ship? Well, it was the Broward Sheriff boat who yeah. gets the Homeland Security contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would do those... I don't know I don't know if it was a cruise ship or a freighter or whatever, but... No, he, they don't circle for freighters. Well, it, <laughs> That's the other thing. He, Why do they only do it for, for, for uh, passenger uh, uh, cruise ships? They, if, if a freighter leaves, they don't do that. They don't do it for the 50 people that are on your boat. Nope. Or the five that are on mine. Nope. Yeah. I think we should get police escorts all the time. I feel... More unsafe with the more badges and guns that are around me. I can see that. It's just it's 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 how I feel. Whether I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever. But none of that makes me feel more safe. When I come home from my trips and I'm coming down 15th Street Canal, yeah, and I see the 25 fucking police boats that we have lined That's up. That's when you are the most vulnerable. Do I look at those boats and go, man, that's great. This is the safest water wave I've ever been on. No, it isn't because they're all they're all right there at the dock. I'm just saying, <laughs> dude. What other what other what other city in the world has twenty fucking cop boats? Only Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Miami Dade. No way. Three times they got as big three. as us, and they got a few. They got three. They got three. And we sport the piss out of ours. Oh yeah, we do. We sport the piss out of our law enforcement boats, but only during boats. the week. And then when we go out during the weekend, it's total chaos. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Norm. Hey. Happy 2023. Yeah, happy 2023. Thanks for bringing your kid into the Real Guy Podcast. Yeah, man, we're going to run the dog with him. Love Dog Studios. <laughs> He's going to be running the dog before you know it. So, yeah, I'm out there washing the boats and getting him a little bit salty. He's it's a little bit salty. He's... he's uh, He's been. He's already worked on the big boats with me. Uh, he detailed my boat. I showed him how to uh, do a figure eight and a lock on the cleat. He showed go. him how to do that, and he's already had one paying gig already. Well, and he's got job offers already. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, man, he's definitely hitting the ground running. Well, Norm, thanks for coming in, and as always, run, run that dog. Time. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.